This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hi, welcome to the Mark Podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm here with Kelly. Hey, it's good to be back. Yes, and we are joined today by Ben and Lindley Mandrell, and so we're so excited to introduce our audience to y'all. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family and what you do and why you're here, all, all that right. kind of stuff. All right, I'll go first. This is Ben, and uh, brand new president CEO here at Lifeway, just started in July, and so still getting my feet under me and trying to learn everybody's name around here and, and get the vision for where we need to go. Yeah, so. how many names would that be here? Uh, yeah. right, I mean, because not, and just, I mean, we're talking just in the building even. Yeah, it's like seven or 800 people. Uh-huh, right. And then that doesn't count Ridgecrest and our distribution center and some other things. So yeah, okay. I love people, love relationships, but it's been a busy time to try to Get the feel for everybody around here. We should do flashcards for Ben. Yes. Too. That'd be great. Yes. We've talked about it. He likes the hand tags that everyone wears. Yeah, that's helpful. Makes it helpful. So, anyway, Lindley. Hey, this is Lindley. I am married to Ben. We have four children Ava, Max, Miles, and Jack. And so, currently, I am busy being their mother. It's a busy time. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. They are um, one's in high school, three are in middle school. And so, we are constantly kind of running them back and forth to different practices and enjoying enjoying this phase of life. We have a 15 and a half year old who's almost there to be a taxi driver. Less so than five months. We're excited. <laughs> Life's going to change in April. Yep. But yes. will you feel comfortable letting her take the others? Or are you, we, how are you feeling about that? I think we feel so. comfortable with her. Our second yeah. born, if he was first, we might be a little more nervous about that. But she's pretty responsible. Yes, she yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a little more fun. We we tend to like to say that girls are a little more. Res- I don't know. If that's I think necessarily, so. but it yeah. can happen. Agreed. We just moved from Denver. For those of you listening, yeah. we uh, spent five years there as church planters and have spent most of our life together in ministry as pastoring. So this has obviously been a big change for us, moving mm-hmm. from pastoral ministry to president of Lifeway. But it comes with its own set of joys and challenges, and so we're mm-hmm. still settling in and kind of find figure finding our way through this new life. Yeah, definitely takes some time. Talk about how you guys met, because I remember you said something about you met at camp, but that was in college. Yep. So, tell so us, yeah, tell us about it, Lindley. Yeah, so Ben and I met at Canacuck, and so that is a Christian sports camp in Branson, Missouri, for those of you who don't know. And I was there as a college tennis player teaching tennis, and he was there. What, what were you doing? There? I was there because I have a good personality. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, and you know very what? little athletic potential. My <laughs> husband worked at Canacuck. Yeah. And... Way before you, a little before you, and he was a um, boat driver. Like, yeah, yes. he got yeah, to drive Yeah, they need lots of boat drivers. He loved it. Yeah, I was a skit guy. I was part of the team that yeah. put on skits and did fun things for the kids, mm-hmm. and then they put me in kayak. I'd never taught kayak mm-hmm. in my life, but as long as I didn't drown, I qualified, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we met one summer and got married exactly to the date the next summer on August 4th. So wow. really? it was fast, fast and furious. Our marriage was a clash of culture. I came from northern Illinois. She came from the south, from Arkansas. Arkansas. So our two cultures of families collided when we got married, and that's a whole other marriage podcast, but not the <laughs> yeah. focus of today. <laughs> well, how did that even just kind of impact your walk with the Lord? Just, you know, because camp experiences are really like those are markers for people's lives. You know, it was the first time I really remember being immersed and surrounded with 
kids my own age who really were trying to serve and seek God. And it, w- it raised the bar for me in terms of my personal walk with Christ, just being around so many great quality people from colleges all over the country. It was also giving me great faith in the strength of the body of Christ. That I didn't realize so many great people were scattered all over the country at these different universities. And so it was a really fun time. Like, I'd love to go back and live it again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. How about you? Yeah, no, we, um, I had always gone to public school. So this is my first time to be surrounded by just a large group of Christian um, people my own age. And so that was really fun and special. And also a time of just trying to figure out what I wanted in life, you know, the person I was going to marry. And that is where Ben and I met. I had been dating dating someone for three years before that. And kind of really, when Ben and I met, we realized that had been an unhealthy relationship. And, you know, and whether or not Ben was the person for me, I didn't really know at the time, but quickly soon found out he was. That's yeah, fun. So. so did you go back after the summer and got, go to different schools and then try to stay in touch long distance? We did. We did yeah. the long distance relationship thing, which is not fun. Yeah. And um, yeah. that's why we got married so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ben is four years older than me. So he was already working and I was still yeah. in school. So we, I went back to my school. He went back to Florida where he was. And then we, we kept, we met quickly. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I know like camp is a big part of Lifeway too, because I worked Center Kid camps and we're That's actually right. recording this right outside the Fuge office space. So it's such a cool thing to have like the knowledge of camp because I think camp culture, Christian camp culture is the same no matter where. Like there's, of course, nuances and differences between the different camps, mm-hmm. but it's always fun when I feel like I have an instant connection with anybody that's worked at a Christian yeah. summer camp um, because of all the leadership skills that mm-hmm. you learn that's and then true. also the just being surrounded and right. it is kind of like a little bit of a bubble in some ways right. but still just so fun yeah. we should do a yeah. whole podcast on Christian camp culture oh, since yeah. we've done Christmas culture and we've done some yes other we things, can get so some of be... our friends in here mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do that that'd be mm-hmm. fun yeah so share a little bit about your journey to Lifeway I know you've talked about that in chapels and stuff, but our audience hasn't gotten to hear about that as much. You know, calling calling stories are different for every person. Even in the Bible, you see how God calls different people in different ways. And so he doesn't seem to repeat the way he does that. So for us, our our marriage has been constant surprises of calling. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when we we were called to be – to pastor a large church in West Tennessee. We weren't looking for that. It just came to us and the church approached us and we saw it was an opportunity to lead. And so I hadn't even said, hey, I want to be a pastor one day. We just thought, this feels like the right opportunity. I should do this. Mm -hmm. We should do this. And then we pastored that church for seven years and then God just began to just out of the blue lay this really heavy burden on our hearts to do something uh, missionary. And so planting a church in a post-Christian city became like this instant obsession of ours. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something like for years we had plotted the way that we were going to be church planters. Um, So so that was a surprise. And then we were planting this church in Denver. And Lindley and I just love Western culture. We love the authenticity of the West. And Mm -hmm. we were so content and happy. And our church had finally gotten into its own space. And then just out of the blue, uh, the search team reaches out to me. And from the moment I got the phone call, I got this first phone call. I talked to Lindley about it, and her her her, her eyes teared up mm-hmm. when I told mm-hmm. her about it. Because, well, we we were actually sitting at lunch on a day off, and he had said that he got um, an an email asking about you know this position, and they 
had disguised the email. What had it said to you? It said for to give them a call back. They had a question about a candidate. Yeah. So when he told me that, I said <laughs> a little tricky. Well, right. I, I guess in case I had an assistant answering my email or something oh, like that, yes. probably for That's confidentiality probably, reasons. Yeah. Right. So when he told me that at lunch, I said, "I bet it's you." And he, you know, of course, he said. It's not me. No way. You know, but he he called shortly afterwards just to see, and it was him. And so I was right there. But, uh, you know, we just knew immediately. I mean, I think we both knew immediately that was the next step for us. But we... We took a long time. I mean, because we we really fought it. A and lot. what's weird is we didn't know that ten minutes before that. Like right. the minute it yeah. came on us, it was like one of those things. You're mm-hmm. like, this feels like God. Yeah. This feels like a Holy Spirit calling. I mean, we never applied for it. We we just couldn't. We never. He told everybody he was going to be buried by Buffalo Bill. I mean, that I was did. kind of the joke. And I had to tell my church, I'm sorry for saying that, because I really 100 yeah. percent felt like mm-hmm. we had worked so hard to start a church there. It was multiplying. It was growing. We were planting other churches. It felt like this was probably the rest of our lives. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like in a way that's how you have to enter every ministry post, just yeah. knowing that this is going to be my life's calling until God tells me different. And that's how, so that's how it happened. So we're yeah. we're still a little bit like dealing with the shock right. of oh, yeah. sure. cultural change, but also ministry change. Mm-hmm. We went from doing everything together in the church, being on staff together, starting a church together, to now I get up in the morning and I drive to this big building downtown Nashville, and it's just a different life. And there's things that we love about it, but Mm -hmm. also things we're adjusting to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Denver, like, was Mm -hmm. that kind of an immediate, when when God was kind of like leading you to the West, was there kind of a process of how you ended up in Denver? Yeah. So when we went worked through the North American Mission Mm -hmm. Board, and so there are 32 what they call SEND cities, and those are just the 32 most postmodern cities in America. And so... When we had decided to work through this um, company that, or ministry, Nam, um, we decided on Denver and San Francisco and Salt Lake City. Okay. So those are the top three that we wanted to go look at. But when once we went to Denver, we just realized that was it. I mean, we knew immediately that that was our calling. I kind of regret that now because they were going to fly us to all three cities, and we oh, went to like, Denver. <laughs> we could have had two free vacations out yeah, of that. We, we, thinking. <laughs> we should have told them that God was still not done working yeah, we, on us we're yet. We're just not sure yet. But yeah. we we knew when we left Denver, we were coming to Denver. Yeah. And then, then and then became the painful process of announcing to a very healthy and wonderful church in West Tennessee that God was calling us away, and mm-hmm. it was a very abrupt change for the church. It was an abrupt change for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are just those are hard moments when God mm-hmm. turns you in a new direction quickly. Um, so you know what's really kind of weird about all of that. So my husband's family has a cabin in South Central Colorado. We had flown into Denver on Friday, and I got the email that you were coming as a candidate. And so my husband and I. We went online to listen to your sermon on Sunday when you announced mm-hmm. it to the church. And we just, we both got really emotional yeah. about it because we just could hear your heart and the yeah. way that God had led you mm-hmm. there and, 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 and how God has, has led you here too. And we're, we're really thankful that he's led you here, um, even though it is a process, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It was exactly. hard to leave our first church because we love the people so much. But when you start something, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean, it's like your own baby, and mm-hmm. you're handing your baby off, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's so painful. Like even mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, we went back because we have these ski passes that we bought before we knew we were leaving. <laughs> and we went back oh. to ski and yeah. see friends. And it's just, it's hard to reenter right now because it's still raw for yeah. us. And the church is looking for a new pastor. We're praying every day that God would re- raise up someone to lead the church. So anyway, it's yeah. going to it's gonna feel better with time, but it's still raw for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked about this a little bit, but 
a lot of our listeners are leaders or they're married to leaders in ministry. And you've written a few blog posts, I know, for us about leading together. But could y'all elaborate on that a little bit? Like, what is it like to lead together? And I know you're adjusting to leading in different ways now Mm -hmm. together. But what's that like? And especially with your kids, too, like, what yeah. what are some like encouragement or advice that you would give other women and and families as they're trying to lead in ministry together? Hmm. We learned something early on um, that God put us together for a reason, that we're a team. And so one of the things we loved about church planting is that you get to kind of write the script of how that works. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to force that into an existing culture. You just create the culture where you can both thrive. And so we didn't go out to Colorado saying, hey, Lindley's going to be the children's director. <laughs> yeah. It was just a huge yeah. need in the church. She's gifted with the organization. And then one day we just looked over and she did it for two years free yeah. before the elders came to her and said, hey, this is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so what was neat about Storyline, our church, was that I, I'm i more of a big picture guy and love to vision cast and be up front and lead from the stage. And Lindley loves to lead in the details. Mm-hmm. And so we we just had so much fun working off each other's strengths. Like I would never create my schedule without letting her look at my schedule because she would always tighten it up. Mm-hmm. And then she would like for her – her uh, training meetings, she would have me come in and do the inspiration piece, and then she would do the information. Yeah. And that's kind of been ways we partner together. Yeah. that ha- I mean, we, I guess, you know, one thing that has been really um, it, a challenge for this move is mm-hmm. not being together because we were so used to being together right. for five years. But there's been some really healthy things come out of it, you know, even in the pain of um, the the church had grown so rapidly, so just I mean, at fast speed. It was managing chaos. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it was busy. I mean, the kids were, I felt like maybe just even being a little bit neglected at home. I mean, we just couldn't really love on them. And so this has been a really special season to be here and to really help manage, you know, their emotions as they've gone through the move. And then also, you know, one thing that Ben and I have talked about a lot is that I found more value and worth in myself than I realized in that job. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I think I just had gotten so wrapped up in, you know, the performance aspect of yeah. the job that it wasn't even almost for the Lord anymore. It was just for, like, a performance and, you know, how good can I do on mm-hmm. my own kind of thing. And so that's been really hard here because it came back to, I mean, came in and I'm not doing anything, but also really like pruning time. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I mean, it's been yep. a special season and I don't think it's forever. I mean, I want to hop back into ministry with Ben, but it's been good for the Lord to really work on my own, my own heart. Well, and one of the things I think that the employees here, especially at the corporate office, have really appreciated is even just seeing you, seeing yeah. you with Ben sure, and, and being visible. And, right. and, and even maybe, Ben, you want to talk about a little bit about the meetings that you guys had, the listening sessions that you sure. had. That was really a, yeah. a, an important thing for you. Yeah, I mean, I think every leader has to lead from their strengths. And, and what Lenly and I have always tried to do is develop strong relationships mm-hmm. with leaders and really invite them into our lives. And so one of the things we said right away, this is really 99% of my ideas are her ideas. Okay, so. He's right about that. Her her first idea was, hey, we should break the organization down into really small groups and spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And so my first thought was, okay, let's do it by floor, which Mm -hmm. would have been like 100 and something people in the room. Mm -hmm. And Lindley pushed back and she was like, hey, let's get it smaller than that. Let's make it so that people can really ask questions and we can interact. So we we created 31 small groups and Mm -hmm. for... Uh, 60 days, we just went from room to room meeting with people, sharing some of our testimony, family pictures, but also 
What do you all think about the future of Lifeway? Talk to us. Let's get everyone's perspective on the table. Well, and that's been interesting coming into more of a business versus church. I mean, Mm -hmm. so all we know is pastoral ministry. And so we wanted to come in here and just create relationships. You know, we say we're a ministry funded by a business model. So we're not a business funded by a ministry model. So we're primarily a ministry. And yeah, we have to follow best practices of business and we have to continue to keep those things there. But if we're not first and foremost a ministry, then we're then we're not really fulfilling the calling that God's placed on the organization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I still think that in every culture, there's really healthy things and then there's things you have to push on. And I want to continue to push against this mentality. Uh, so, and one of those I think is, just continuing to pastor and mm-hmm. love on our team mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that individuals are cared for and not just groups of people. Yeah, yeah. And that does make us a unique organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not like other other publishing arms and companies. Yeah. I think that makes us unique. I've mm-hmm. talked with friends before and just talked about meetings that I was in. I was like, and then we all prayed. And they're like, in the what? meeting? I was like, yeah, we just right. stopped. We just felt like we needed to stop and pray for mm-hmm. whatever was happening. And they were like, wait, that happens like in the middle of your business meeting. Right. I was like, yeah. yeah, it actually happens quite a bit. And that's just one of the things that's different about mm-hmm. working here that I love and I know yeah. most people do, I feel sure. like. I, and I, I'm really privileged I've gotten to do that in uh-huh. all the settings that I've done ministry. Oh, yeah. But I remember <laughs> when my kids were about the age of your kids and I was – kind of cheering one of the choral booster clubs and they were at my house and we were sitting down to start the meeting and there was like this instinct of I think we need to start the meeting with prayer and I was like oh I guess like that's really not like we don't uh-huh. do we do that and, yeah. and uh, right. is that allowed and, is that allowed yeah. in a high school type of meeting but we did anyway yeah. so they they were fine with it but that's true but that's it true. makes it unique that's mm-hmm. true so what are some of the challenges and opportunities that y'all see ahead for Lifeway yeah, you know, we've talked about this recently. The creation story of Lifeway is fascinating. There was, mm-hmm. a, there was a man named James Frost who early on felt like there is a need in local churches for content so that church leaders can focus on relationships and organizing their mm-hmm. ministries, and we can provide really high-quality content that's just kind of plug-and-play. Here it is. We hand yeah. it to you. And so it started with a, a publication called Kind Words, a little mm-hmm. kids' ministry publication. And if you really look at what Lifeway does best, it's that. We figure out how to fill in holes and save time for local churches. Right. Now, that doesn't mean we don't market to individual consumers and we don't have ministries, but our bread and butter right. is we serve the local churches and we respond to the needs of the churches. So if creating a really great women's event takes pressure off the women's director and they can bring her ladies to the event, have a great experience, and she can just build relationships while they're there, that's a need. It is. And so whether we're talking about events or curriculum or training, uh, Lifeway has enormous opportunities there. And I think now that we're out of the the brick-and-mortar chain, mm-hmm. it's time for us to focus in on those things that we uniquely add value. Yeah. Um, and really figure out how do we make those even more prominent and the technology around those things really great. So those are some of the opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think some of the challenges before us is that we're, we're facing a market that's constantly challenged, uh, changing. Right. It's evolving constantly. Uh, even the way that uh, we just mentioned women's ministry, the mm-hmm. way people want to do conferences has changed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of time they want to devote to this, that, or the other, the way we deliver information. So if mm-hmm. we're not constantly studying that and adapting – we're dying. Mm-hmm. And so that's a challenge in this yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And even the relationships 
it's important, I think, that we have the relationships internally, but those relationships externally with the churches mm-hmm. and with church leaders and, and those events and mm-hmm. those training opportunities, it really does give us the opportunity to hear from them and say, hey, this is this is the challenge that I have in my church. And right. and I, I love, like, our you lead events are all, of, all over the country. Yeah. So it's true, like, what the needs are on the West Coast are not going to be the same as right. the East Coast mm-hmm. or in the Northeast. So... I think it's really those relationships. It really, I mean, doesn't ministry just boil down to that one word of relationship? Yeah, and I'll, I'll let Lindley speak to this because she she's really good about this. But there were a lot of products that Lifeway created that for us in Denver right. didn't fit in our culture. There's mm-hmm. good stuff, but but for right. whatever reason, our people had a resistance to it. And so that was yeah. part of the what we wanted to bring to Lifeway too was some of the perspective yeah. of the rest of the pastors in the country that don't live in the Southeast near Nashville mm-hmm. that might see things a little different. Yeah, so even when we were processing coming here, um, we would have positives and negatives, you Mm -hmm. know, just this whole pros and cons list. And every con actually would turn into a pro as well. You know, like as far as we didn't we didn't expect to move back to the south. You know, we we loved the west. We wanted to stay there. But then we would turn it into, you know, but what God has uniquely equipped us to have been here for many years enough to see the differences in the West and the South and to come back here and to be able to say, hey, this is really great material, but it doesn't work in our context Mm -hmm. or culturally. And so, you know, now we have a neat perspective to come back and say, um, you know, what could we create for different areas? And even what worked for the West would not work for probably the New England states. Right. Um, You know, there's different views towards Christianity in different areas. And so whereas the West is really just kind of complacent towards it, we know there are places that are more angry towards it. And so, you know, how do we create materials for all those areas? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how do you think that we could just, like, our listeners are, they are great prayer warriors. So what are some of the prayer opportunities that we have to pray for you guys in this season? Yeah, I mean, so Ben and I are still trying to figure out what it looks like for us to be in ministry together here, which Mm -hmm. is very important to us. Um, I am much more of a behind-the-scenes person, and his job is much more in front of people. And so, you know, how does that work in this context? But, um, you know, one thing is just figuring out what we can do, how we can stay in touch with pastors outside of the South, and just even, I mean— big churches, small churches, new church plants, everything. And so really we're praying through how we can make an impact, you know, with those families because we know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And as churches are going through struggles and, you know, have seen churches split or moral failures or church plants and all that stuff, I mean, we've we've seen that and had close friends in it. So we just want to be able to minister to those those churches. Not only that, we talked about, we had about a three-hour vision meeting yesterday to talk about next year. And one of the things that we've always had a heart for is marriage ministry. Mm-hmm. And so that's something we're kind of praying through. Like we see so much in church life, like if the pastor and his wife aren't close, if if the student pastor and his wife aren't close, mm-hmm. like that marriage is so central to the health of the ministry. So not just for church leaders, but just in churches, there is just such a need for strong marriages. So we were talking about yesterday about, you know, what would be some different ideas for us? That'd be something we could do together to maybe mm-hmm. develop a ministry to pour into couples and you know, we have this great Ridgecrest Conference Center. Maybe once a year we could go out there and, and do something. So these are just ideas, but I, we feel like that might be something that we could begin to partner together and create mm-hmm. some material yeah. and resources around. It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, uh, just for prayer, is just wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are not bad ministries at Lifeway. 
I've tried to look around like, hey, what could we <laughs> stop doing this bad? Yeah. And we have so many great things here. I think the challenge going forward mm-hmm. will be is what are we going to focus on? Right. And so I've always said that the hardest decisions in life are not right or wrong, but right and left. Mm-hmm. And we have some right left decisions to make that are going to require a lot of re- wisdom. So as we go into next year, as you all know this, we're, we're rebranding. We're going to make everything look and feel new and fresh. And so we're working through a process to release a new brand next year to look different now that we're outside the the, the, the chain. Because a lot of people think that Lifeway is a, a set of bookstores, and we're so yeah. much more than that. Mm-hmm. But that's what the outward part that they see. Mm-hmm. So I would love for the world next year, this time next year, to say, I don't know what's happening at Lifeway, but something feels new and fresh over there. They're doing some that's innovative good. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a lot of work to get there, but we're getting there. Yeah. 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 Well, the last question that we always ask everyone is what has marked you? Mm-hmm. So just anything, people really surprise us a lot of times mm-hmm. with different things, people, places, books. So just what has marked you? I mean, I can speak first and um, yeah. try not to tear up, but moving to the West was mm-hmm. the greatest mark in my life. And um it was just the most special time for us and just getting to know the people and getting to know um, a part of the country that I had not seen before coming from Arkansas and Tennessee and um, just the people, the authenticity, the lostness. I mean, it's just vastly lost. And, um, you know, I think when we went out there, we thought that they would not know, they would not know God. But I mean, we've told people here, one of the very first days we were there that Sunday morning, the very first Sunday morning, a kid knocked on our door and said, you know, can your boys play? And we said, well, we're going to church, but as soon as we get back, you know, he they would love to play. And he he didn't even know what church is. He said, well, what's church? Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just kind of eye-opening of, you know, two people, two houses down from us. These people didn't even know what church was. It wasn't even that they don't know who God is. It was the step before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, what has marked me? That's a whole mm-hmm. podcast. I mean, there's so many right. things I think mm-hmm. through, and I'm not just saying it because she's here, but I, I do think that outside of your your relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. who you choose to marry is the most significant marking decision that you make. And That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we have this quote that we use in marriage ministry that marriage is like a full-length mirror mm-hmm. showing you all the things you don't want to see. And it wasn't until I met Lindley and we got married that I really was forced because of her authenticity value and her willingness to continue to speak into my life. I was forced to deal with some grief from my childhood, with some of the issues that came from my biological family, and then also to see some of the gifts that God had given me that I had discounted. But she said, hey, this is who you are. Keep moving in that direction. When I first started preaching and teaching, um, Lindley told me quickly, she's like, this This is something that God has uniquely wired you to do. You need to teach. Mm-hmm. And so even in this role, Lindley has had this fear that I'm going to stop teaching or um, exhorting. And, you know, right. yeah. and that's really God, who God called me to be. So I don't want to come here and try to be a CEO. I'm a pastor. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do I lead this organization from who I am and not try to be David putting on Saul's armor, but leading in that way? So... You know, that's one of the reasons I think that marriage is such a sanctifying thing because it, it really does cause you to deal with your stuff, mm-hmm. your brokenness in a redeeming way. So mm-hmm. thanks for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Like, do you have anything to add to that? No, I feel... no. I, I think those are all great things. I would say, yeah, marriage yeah. definitely is a sanctifying work that continues <laughs> 
even after 31 years in my life. So it's been it's been a sanctification for sure. But yes. we're just so thrilled to have you all here at Lifeway. Mm-hmm. And we feel very honored and blessed that, that you're leading us. And and we're just um, we'll just continue to pray for your family yes. and the Thank transition and all of that. And and we hope to just hear from you next time. Elizabeth, any final yeah. words? No. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you all next time on the Mark Podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.